Hi everybody, it's Toba from Operation Tube Top, and this podcast is coming from my bed. Um, as most of you know, I've been sick this whole week, and uh, as all of you know, I hate being sick. It just throws my schedule off completely. I have done absolutely nothing this week, and uh, there's a lot to catch up on. And uh, as you can probably hear from my Kathleen Turner voice, I'm still not 100%, but I'm slowly slowly getting there. I also feel like a complete asshole complaining about a bad cold uh, when a friend of mine is going through um, chemo right now, and I'm not going to shout out her name, but uh, she knows who she is, and she's just kicking ass, and um, such an inspiration to see her posts and just to think what she's going through is uh, not easy, and uh, it's it's all about perspective, uh, as I've said so many times, and uh, thinking of you, and I know that you're going to kick its ass, and uh, yeah, so lots of love, and I hope um, you feel better soon, because I know that this just must be exhausting, so all the best uh, from me, and also I promise to stop whining about a really bad cold, Uh, but I will talk about it a little bit more. (laughs) I ended up going to the doctor on Tuesday, because I was off on Monday, and uh, He's a great doctor, and he's not far from where I live, and I'm able to make an appointment usually same day, which is fantastic. And um, I described kind of my symptoms, that I was coughing and gross and snotty, and then I was like, my big concern is that I'm sleeping all day. And he kind of was like, well, that's that's totally normal. And I was like, not for me. You don't understand. And he's like, listen, I'm going to sign you off for the week. Um, you have a virus, and uh, you, you need to sleep. And I was like, ugh. And I was like, I just have a lot to do. And I talked a little bit about the autism uh, stuff that I'm doing. And he was like, well, it's hard for one person to change that in Vienna. And I was like, well, what a challenge accepted. Uh, And then I went home and I slept. Um, On Mondays, the day before, unfortunately, in um, the kid's notebook. So we have this notebook that goes back and forth with notes. And it's, it's very funny. It's very dear diary. So the teacher writes something and then the husband writes something. And I guess on Monday he had another freak out and he'd had, uh, one the week before and we'd kept him off, I was going to say work, kept him off school for a couple of days. Um, so it was really disheartening to see that. And the teacher asked for a meeting. So on Wednesday, uh, the husband went to the school and it was kind of at noon was the meeting and I was just a complete mess, uh, thinking what they were going to say. We're still so traumatized from his very first kindergarten from years ago. And also, even though I know it's a public school and it's a special needs school, this is all new for us. This is completely new and it's a new environment and not sure what they would say. So um, the best part was, I guess it was a great meeting. And it was funny because while the, um, when the husband was going to go, I sent him a text and I was like, tell them that he needs snuggles and he needs love. And, and uh, you know, that's very good advice from a mom. So I guess the teacher said that he is, uh, that Raphael's super smart and he actually listens and he seems very curious and that he, um, listens to instructions and that he's doing really, really well. They're, they're actually quite impressed with him. Um, which of course is wonderful for us to hear. And then the teacher said that they've signed him up for a communication course, which to me, um, being from North America, I'm like, all right, is he going to become a reporter? I don't quite know what a communication course is. So we'll have to look more into that. So I'm going to just take a quick break. Um, cause I feel a coughing fit, uh, coming on. Isn't this a great podcast? Uh, one second, I'll be right back. 
Okay, I'm back. <laughs> I think there's going to be a lot of um, quick pauses throughout this podcast. Probably should have waited a couple more days. Um, also on Wednesday, I'm trying to kind of think about what I did this past week of nothing. I, I did watch the new Ghostbusters film again. Uh, I've seen it twice. I saw it twice in the theaters. Once I went with my friend Kat. And then the next time I dragged my friend Deborah there. And both times I watched it in 3D. And the first time I saw it, I was just absolutely blown away. I found it to be one of the best films I'd seen. Also because I don't go to the theater often, I'm easily impressed. Uh, but it was uh, it was so much fun. And it, for me, it truly is a, a feminist film. There's absolutely no cattiness. There's no overt sexiness. There's no... Um, yeah, there's just, there's, there's not these fat jokes. There's nothing. It's just four very intelligent women. Three are scientists. Uh, one is just incredibly well-read and, uh, they kick ass and their friendships are amazing. And I think that Leslie Jones is a national treasure. Her one-liners throughout the film are just incredible. And she's got incredible comedic timing. I'm a huge, huge fan of her. And then Kate McKinnon, of course, is another girl crush I have. She was Holtzman in the film, and she's just hilarious. And she has one of the best lines in the film. It's actually in the film. It's during the credits with Sigourney Weaver, which was so amazing to see. And she goes, safety lights are for dudes. And I just think that's an epic um, line. There's also Andy Garcia who's in it. And uh, I still laugh when he gets mad about being compared to the mayor of Jaws. Um yeah, it's it's probably one of my favorite films, and probably one of the funniest parts is is it Chris Hemsworth? I think that's the guy. Um, I've actually never seen him in anything else, but he's hilarious in this, and he plays the kind of um, moronic receptionist, and he has the same name as Office Twin, so uh, I cackled throughout the film at that because I like to troll Office Twin. Uh, I actually made Office Twin go and see it because he he calls himself a feminist, which is great, but I think he does it for the ladies. Um, he'll kill me if he ever listens to this. Uh, but he's trying to tell me how the film wasn't feminist. And I was like, Oh, thank you, man, for mansplaining to me why I don't, why this film isn't a feminist film, but good, good job there. I do. I do think that every girl and boy have, has to go see Ghostbusters. I love the originals. They're still fantastic films. I don't see what the issue is by having a female cast and, I think it was the second time I saw it. There were two young boys uh, watching it with their uh, parents, and they were so into it. And I was like, "See, this is not this is not a, a gender issue. Um, women women can be scientists, and they can kick ass." So, yeah, I actually got teary eyed watching it. But I think that was the cold. Um, sorry, one sec. <coughs> oh my goodness! Uh, I also ended up watching uh, Adam's Family Values. And uh, I love that film. I, I find it actually a romance because I think Morticia and Gomez are couple goals. And that was a lot of fun to watch. Um, and also what got me through these days of pretty much solitary confinement, it's, I, I don't do well always being alone. I like alone time, but this felt very um, much like captivity. So God bless podcasts. Um I've listened to pretty much every one of my favorite murder, but then I kind of stumbled upon another one, which is called uh, Mother May I Sleep with Podcast. And this is kind of a play on the title Mother May I Sleep with Danger, which is a Lifetime film starring Tori Spelling. And if you've never seen it, I highly recommend it because it's kind of the quintessential Lifetime um, 
type of film. And Lifetime is a a channel in the States. And I kind of, whenever I had time, I'd watch these shows or these films because they're just, they're usually terribly acted. The, The plots are ridiculous. It's, there's female victimization. They're trying to improve on that, but it's just, it's really horrendous. And it's very kind of, you don't have to think a lot when you watch these films. And, uh, I remember, (coughs) okay, I'm going to take a quick break again. I'm sorry, guys, this is going to be a horrific, uh, podcast. Okay. (laughs) Uh, I hope I haven't blown anybody's eardrums out, um, with my coughing. So as I was saying, lifetime channel. And I remember a couple of years ago, uh, the husband and I went away for the weekend without uh, the kid and we stayed at, um, Schloss on der Eisenstrasse, I think it's called. It's this great converted little castle, which is a hotel now. And it's in this town called Beidhofen under Ibs. And it's just idyllic. I absolutely love this place. And we've stayed there a couple of times. And the first thing I do anytime I go into a hotel room is uh, I sit on the bed, take the remote control, and turn on the TV. Um, and I, I like to know my channels, I like to know my options, and then check the mini bar and then the bathroom. It's just uh, it's a compulsion. And I discovered that they had a lifetime channel. It was like 24 hours of lifetime films. And I turned to the husband. I'm like, well, we've already seen the town. I think we're just going to stay in bed and watch these films. And he was completely on board because he loves them as well. They're very like Nora Roberts type of stories. Uh, one of the films we watched over that weekend was starring Lisa Rinna and Harry Hamlin. And he's a sex addict. And that was just absolutely epic. And then there was another one starring the guy from Three's Company. And I can't remember his name right now. I should have looked this up, but this podcast is not about research. And uh, in it, he plays an abusive husband. And it was so awful watching that. It was like, what are you, why, this guy is like America's um, guy next door. It's like watching Tom Hanks kick a puppy. Like, what are we doing? And it's like Bill Cosby turning out to be a horrible rapist. Oh, my childhood. Um, And that was just a, a terrible film because he, I guess he goes to rehab for abusive husbands and then teaches other guys how to be not abusy. I don't know. It was, it was pretty terrible. Um, the podcast that I listened to, uh, the last few days from mother may I sleep with podcast was, uh, the true story about Mary Kay Letourneau. Uh, if you remember, she was the woman who was a teacher who slept with her 12 year old student and, uh, there, uh, Still together. So the, what happened was she slept with this 12-year-old, um, which is, I can't even, I mean, that's awful, and got pregnant by him. And then she was put into jail, I think, for a short period of time, was on probation. And sorry, one second. Okay, you can tell I have not been talking much these last five days. Um, so she, she was put on probation, and then when she saw, she was caught again with this guy. Uh, and I think got pregnant again. So she's had two kids with him. And finally she was released a few years ago. They got married. Um, and it just it kind of blows my mind. This is, this is outrageous to me is, um, young man having to marry his rapist just as unbelievable. And I remember there was, I think a few years ago, they were doing kind of the club scene and the theme of the clubbing night was hot for teacher. And I'm just like, what is the society? Like, what are we doing? Um, the latest news about this couple was that they were going to divorce, but then it came out that it was just because he wants to open a pot store and uh, not pots, like in terms of cooking, you know what I mean? Um, the marijuana, uh, and he couldn't be married to an ex felon or something. I don't really know 
the story. So that I listened to that podcast about the Lifetime movie about that case. Um, the other one I listened to was about Jody Arias. I don't know if you guys know this story. A young woman in the States who ended up stabbing her on and off again boyfriend 27 times and then shot him. And it turns out that he was Mormon, but they were sleeping together and he kind of, I guess, you know, she was cray cray, obviously, but uh, there's a lot more in depth to the story. And then in this podcast, it's, it's usually two people kind of discussing the acting of the film. They don't go that much into the story, the actual story or the, the case, but uh, that was quite amusing to listen to. Then the other one, which is not based on a true story, but I'm sure has happened. It was called His Secret Family, starring Haley Duff. And she's the lesser known sister of Hilary Duff. And uh, that was a very amusing podcast because the woman who does it, her name is Molly. And she brings on a guest to talk about uh, the different films. So they both have to watch the film and then they discuss the different scenes and she plays little clips from it. And there's one guy, I think his name is Ronnie, and he's a laugh out loud funny. And she's even had the two women from My Favorite Murder podcast on there as well, uh, Karen and Georgia. So uh, I like this kind of, everything kind of ties in. So when I have those people on my show, <laughs> anyway, so that was a lot of fun to listen to. And then there was the Drew Peterson story, which was this cop who, uh, I think he was being charged for the murder of two wives, uh, maybe more. And, uh, the, the lifetime film stars Rob Lowe and Rob Lowe's really terrible fake mustache. And, uh, that was quite, uh, quite interesting. And they, they kind of, they, they do talk about the case because the lifetime film is obviously based on the story and they have clips from like, I think Larry King and Nancy Grace, and they kind of tie it into the whole, uh, film of course, always badly acted. I don't know why Rob Lowe uh, did a Lifetime film, but good for you. They also did the... God, I listen to so many podcasts. Ah, I felt very lonely. Um, then there was the Scott Peterson Lifetime film, which stars Dean Kane. Uh, if you remember that case, his pregnant wife, Lacey Peterson, went missing, I think, on Christmas Eve. And I think that was one of the real like crime stories that kind of had me hooked to it. And, uh, that was a terrible case. And so they also talked about that film and about Dean Kane. And the last one I listened to was pretty epic. It was based on the lifetime film called expecting Amish. And, uh, fun fact, I used to want to be Amish when I was a kid. Cause I just liked the outfits. I was big into the black dresses and the bonnets. I thought that was a good look. Uh, and if you know about the Amish or you don't, there's something called Rumspringa, which is pretty much, I think when they turn about 18 or 19, uh, you're allowed to go for a little while and go kind of buck wild. You're allowed to go crazy. You're allowed to go into the town, do what you need to do, drink, party, kind of get it out of your system. And then you make a decision if you want to come back to the Amish community or not. And while this seems kind of like an awesome thing, I think it is actually very difficult because if you decide to not come back, you're shunned. So you lose your whole family and you probably don't have the skills um, to function in real life. It probably was me like after I graduated high school in Moscow, going to college. And then, of course, in my feverish um, phase, I was thinking, oh, my gosh, you could totally pretend to be Amish on Rumspringa and probably get a lot of free stuff because people would be like, 
oh, I want to see her eat pizza for the first time. Um, that was, that was my concept for getting a free shit on your dates. Ugh, I don't like being sick. Um, I did head out a couple of times to get stuff like cough drops and I felt like, uh, Bambi uh, walking on ice. It's it's a scary world outside. So maybe that was kind of like my rumspring of this week. Yeah, so those were kind of the podcasts I listened to. And uh, I think it's interesting to have gone from radio to TV to now back to uh, talk. And I understand uh, why it's so um, such a great medium because it's, is that the word? Medium? Sure. Um, you can get stuff done. Uh, you can... You can make your bed, you can do laundry, you can listen, you don't have to watch. And I think it's, uh, it's, it's, it's funny how we've kind of come full circle, but I still hate talk radio just to let you know, um, you know, the, the people in the morning talking to each other, it just drives me nuts. Um, I don't know why, I don't know why podcasts are okay and that's not, um, yeah. So what's planned for the next few days, I hope to finally kick this cold and I've been fever free for a couple of days. So that's good news. Uh, unfortunately I didn't lose my appetite. Um, <laughs> but I've, I've slept more than I think I've slept in a month. So that was probably very much needed. And I'm just going to be very careful the next few weeks to make sure that I stay healthy. Um, so what's happening is tomorrow is the Veen Museum, um, autism friendly hour. So for everybody who has uh, a child with autism living in Vienna, or you are autistic, Please come by at nine in the morning. It'll be free for an hour and we have the first two floors. Uh, also, if you don't have a child with autism and you're not autistic, please, please don't come by. Um, it, this is truly just um, the first time doing this. It, it shouldn't be overwhelming. I don't want it to be a situation where people are taking advantage of a free hour. That's not the point of this. Uh, in the future, of course, We'll be doing more types of things like this. Uh, probably we'll have to pay or I can subsidize it with some of our, um, some of the money that's been donated over the past year. But uh, ideally, please just let it be for families who have kids with autism or if you are autistic yourself, because this is kind of the whole point of it. And uh, thanks for your understanding. I'm going to be at the front of the museum with a, um, with somebody who works there and uh, <laughs> kind of look who, who can come in, which sounds awful. Cause I'm not going to be like, well, he looks autistic. Cause that kind of defeats the whole purpose of what we're trying to do in terms of awareness and acceptance. So I'm not going to be racially profiling, but yeah, just be aware that this truly is, uh, just for the autism community. And in the future, there will be more events where things are mixed, but this is kind of an opportunity for families to, uh, head out and try something new. So thanks again and uh, stay tuned for more events. Uh, I have a lot to catch up on because I have done very little this week and we will be having a therapy networking night sometime in October. And uh, I had to unfortunately postpone the kind of two year celebration of the Facebook page because I was sick on Tuesday and I hate uh, canceling stuff. I hate it so much. And um, it was really difficult for me to kind of accept that I had to postpone this. So that will probably happen. Uh, we'll probably do it in the beginning of November. We have craft wines. It's free wine for parents who have children with autism. And if anybody tells me that it's not fair that people are getting free stuff because they have kids with autism, um, I can just tell you to jump off a cliff. Uh, <laughs> I don't really mean that. <laughs> Please don't. Um, so one second, just going to cough. Okay. So what else is planned? Um, besides telling people to jump off a cliff, that's classy. Tova. Um, 
yeah, tomorrow I'm actually going to start decorating for Halloween. October 1st is kind of the date that everything goes up. So our um, friends who live around the corner, John and Kat, have been gracious enough to store all my shit in their basement for Halloween. And uh, I, I couldn't be able to have the collection I do without their support. So thanks, guys. And uh, I'll be picking up the key in the afternoon, bringing um, all the stuff over. It takes me about, I think, 10 trips. And I have to wash all the fabrics and then pretty much start decorating for the weekend. And don't worry, the kid loves Halloween decorations. He's used to them since he was a newborn. So you don't have to worry about him being traumatized. If he hasn't been traumatized by me being his mother, this is like the least of his worries. Um, but he does like the Halloween decorations. It's quite cute to see how excited he gets when I bring them up. Um, I'm still, of course, thinking of costumes. I've kind of been, for some reason, hesitant this year to think of something. I don't know if it's because um, I just have no idea and I bounce around different ideas. And I'll, I'll come up with something probably closer to the date and then I'll be like... <laughs> I'm wearing a t-shirt. I'm, I'm, I don't know what I am. Or maybe I'll go as like the girl from Flashdance and wear like a ripped, um, sweater. I don't usually go over the top with my costumes because I have to cook and get things ready and I don't have time for intricate makeup or I can't wear a wig cause I'll just catch myself on fire. So it's always kind of hard for me to find that perfect costume. Last year I went as Audrey Hepburn, but with the man shirt and the sleep mask. And that was the most comfortable, costume I have ever worn and I loved it and if I can find something similar to that it might be Tom Cruise from Risky Business we'll see such a great costume last year uh <laughs> pat myself on the back um also mark your calendars for I think the 5th of October the 6th I think it was the 5th at Film Casino will be the screening of Lachana which is my friend's film which is about a famous flamenco dancer I can't make it unfortunately because the husband uh, also wants to do fun things with his life, which is understandable. Uh, he's actually going to see uh, an S-Bahn station be filled with smoke and then ventilated. He's an engineer. I guess that's exciting. I don't know. Um, but please check out Film Casino for more information on that. It's uh, an amazing documentary. Um, and I also found out, this is completely random, that uh, my favorite diner in Moscow, I guess the, one of the only diners, uh, the Starlight Diner, uh, um, caught on fire and burnt down. So obviously an insurance scam. I think there were actually two in the city because I lived across from one. Um, I lived at Akchabaskaya, which was near, I think, Gorky Park. And it's this, it was this diner in this old kind of re like converted airstream. And it was so like peach pit, uh, the, the, the waitresses wore like little dresses and they had a $5 shake and burgers and, my friend Ulrika and I, because she lived in the same building as I did, we were there every weekend after a night out. We'd be sitting there and we'd get like uh, Coke or a milkshake and cheese fries and we'd listen to uh, songs on the jukebox. It was just such a iconic place as a teenager for those couple of years. And uh, I guess it's an end of an era. It's uh, it's kind of sad. I didn't realize how nostalgic I was feeling until uh, I, I read that and it, it kind of made the rounds with all my friends that I went to school with in Moscow. So rest in peace, Starlight Diner. You are absolutely amazing. And I will do a podcast about my life in Moscow. Um, <laughs> it was uh, pretty crazy. I'm going to ask my parents not to listen to that one because they might not talk to me for a while after that. Oh, another coughing fit. Oh, we're done. We're done. Um, a couple more things and then uh, 
I will sign off. And uh, yeah, as I said, Halloween decorating this weekend. Can't wait. Uh, museum visit also tomorrow. Um, also, if you need to contact me, the best way uh, to ever contact me is uh, via message, email, or text. Uh, I'm. This is a big random thing. I'm not giving out my number uh, number really anymore because uh, I've kind of realized this past week while I've been sick is that I do do a little bit too much and I can't provide everybody with something. And it's uh, it's that sad realization that I want to be as helpful as possible, but I can't give more out uh, than I can handle. So at this point, I'm just being a little bit more cautious. Uh, about the help that I'm providing. Uh, it's, uh, I hope people understand that, that I can't uh, always respond immediately. And uh, I'm doing my best. And hopefully at one point I will have more time and maybe more assistance to be able to be more things for more people. But at this point, uh, you know, my family comes first. I, I have to come first as well. Um, because I will just keep getting sick because uh, I think I get overwhelmed and I've talked about this before and I just uh, I kind of uh, go into shutdown mode and I received like pretty much this morning two different messages with people asking for my phone number because they wanted to talk and um, people I don't know and I'm like just please send me a message I, I, I I'm first of all I hate talking on the phone <laughs> number two I just I can't be there for everybody and at this point uh, everything that I do is a, is a volunteer basis and I love doing it and I feel incredibly fulfilled to be able to help people, but there's only so much that I can provide at this point. And, uh, this is kind of a, a free service that I'm doing the best I can do. So please be understanding. I've in the past gotten some snark and, uh, I'm kind of like, okay, but you didn't pay anything for this information. <laughs> like, uh, you can't put me on Yelp. I'm doing what I can do. And I know that, I mean, I, I honestly thought that by this time I would have a location set up, that I would have the money. Uh, it's hard to raise money in, um, in Vienna. It is, it's, a, it's a tough project, and there's a lot of things that people, like things don't follow through, or um, there's a possibility, and then it doesn't happen. So it's, it's, it's tough, but you can, I have to keep trekking, and I have to keep doing as much as I can do. So... I'm trying to really focus on activities at this point uh, as much as possible. So at least that is helping out a little bit. And it's nice to see that some other places are actually starting to do more. Uh, I think I would hope in a few years that we will see a very uh, big change in the city when it comes to autism. So again, I want to say thank you to everybody who's been super supportive. It's officially two years since I started the Facebook page when I was just so um, absolutely pissed off that nobody was helping us. And I think anger can be a great tool to move things forward. Um, in these past years, uh, it's been a real growing process. I have to say, uh, I still believe mostly in the best in people and, you know, some people have come and gone. Uh, I think a lot of, not a lot, um, a, a couple of friendships maybe, um, didn't work out in the end, which is heartbreaking to me because, um, I want to be friends with everybody if I can, but, uh, sometimes it just happens and that's life. And, uh, also, you know, today is the, uh, Jewish day Yom Kippur, which is a day you're not supposed to be eating and, uh, you're supposed to kind of be thinking about things you've done uh, in the past and the mistakes. And, uh, I've done mistakes and there are things that I regret saying and doing, 
but I can't, you can't always beat yourself up. There's sometimes that's just life and, uh, people have different experiences. People move on. Um, I don't hold, um, resentment because I think that's, uh, what is that term? Like, it's like, uh, taking poison and hoping the other person dies or something. It's, I, I realized many years ago that, um, what is it like something that angers you controls you and I can't I can't be angry and I hope the best for you know even if people there's always gonna be someone out there that doesn't like you and that's that's the fact of life and it's sad I I hope I haven't um done many things to hurt people and I'm sure I have uh inadvertently and I apologize for that because that's something that I I would hate people to think that I would ever go out of my way to hurt anybody that's that's not fair because I don't want anyone to hurt me. <laughs> Believe in uh, a little bit of uh, uh, what's it called? Universal. Uh, I was gonna say universal healthcare. I'm a Canadian. Um, I do believe that we should be as kind to people as possible. And even if things don't work out, you know, it that's sadly life, and not everybody's gonna like you as hard as you try. Um, and a lot of times, people just um, they they get sick of your shit, or they just. Uh, they see something in you that angers them, or uh, sometimes it's projection, and uh, that's that's life. And uh, you live and learn. And as you grow older, you realize that you have uh, fewer fucks to give. <laughs> and uh, you just you know take care of the relationships you have and the people that are close to you. That's very important. And never take friendships for granted uh, if they're healthy for you. So, um, yeah, that got really philosophical at the end. Maybe I'm getting my fever again. <laughs> yeah, you, it's amazing. I've done nothing for a week, but uh, I still have things to talk about. Um, again, there will be some more podcasts coming up. Uh, I'm waiting to hear about something maybe exciting happening on Monday, but I don't think it will. Um, but that's okay. I'm getting used to disappointment. <laughs> um, also, uh, what else? Yeah, I think that's about it for now because I think my voice is about to give out. Thanks again for everybody who wrote me to see how I was doing. You could see on Facebook that I was fine. I was busy watching movies and listening to podcasts. Um, please, if you have time, uh, share a podcast or a blog post. If you like it, I'll be blogging hopefully in the next couple of days because I've been kind of ignoring that. As I said, I've done pretty much nothing this week. Uh, and I'm back to work on Monday. I can't wait uh, to be among the living again. So have a wonderful day and a wonderful weekend and uh stay tuned for instagram posts of halloween decorations because it's one of the best times of the year so all i can say now is toodles <laughs>